Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 165 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Firstly, as ever, I'd like to give big thanks to our Patreon supporters, without whom we would not be able to produce this podcast. Um, And from as little as £3 a month, which is pretty much a, a cup of coffee, you can go over to our Instagram profile page find a Linktree drop-down box which will take you to our Patreon page. And as I say, from as little as £3 a month, you can support this podcast because from the offset, we chose not to have any adverts. That was our choice, that's fine, but it was quite difficult to grow and progress. And with the Patreon support, we are able to do that. But likewise, if that's not for you, that is absolutely fine because this content is free for absolutely everyone. Getting back to this week, I'm going to be introducing you to two very good friends of this podcast, and they are also the founders of a very exciting gallery, gallery number 32. At this point, I don't really want to give too much information about gallery 32 or its founders, Megan and Kieran, mainly because all is revealed in the podcast. If you've been listening for quite some time, you will remember that the Ministry of Arts was included in a very large exhibition called The Factory Project. And Lee Ainsworth and I were there representing the Ministry of Arts via Gallery Number 32. And they do have a beautiful vision that is pretty much the perfect environment for both the viewer and the artist. And as you'll hear in this episode... Um, This weekend, being the 26th of February, they will be opening their Winter Sculpture Park, 
with over 40 artists. Not a small feat, I can tell you. As I said a little while ago, I don't really want to give too much away about this podcast because there's so much information within it. So I think the best thing I can do is just zip it and introduce you to Megan and Kieran from Gallery Number 32. Anyway, back to this evening. Yes. Yes. Uh, this evening we have Megan Kieran from Gallery Number 32. How are you guys? Really good. Good, thank you. Yeah, really excited to be on your podcast. and excited to have you on here so we've known each other for some time now but could you just give the listener a little personal introduction the pair of you of the gallery or of Of yourselves first and then we'll move on to the gallery okay um well I'm Meg um I I'm conscious that I don't want to give a full biography of my life (laughs) 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 but um I I suppose I graduated from my degree in 2020 into a kind of confused world of COVID uh, where there was nothing happening. <laughs> what was your degree? Uh, art history. Nice. Up in Leeds. Um, but yeah, and all of my friends were all a bit sad because there were no shows happening and there were no grad shows, no graduations and anything like that. And um, I felt like I wanted to kind of do something so start the gallery of Kieran. Um we well we'd when did we meet? February 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. February 2020. February 2020. Just just <laughs> it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? How Bleach. no one knows that the last the two years have just merged into a month, haven't they? Yeah, we went to an exhibition together like a few weeks before the first lockdown. Yeah, we did a really cool one. And that was yeah, that was the first. Pretty much the first Where time. Where did we... you meet? Did you meet up in Leeds or down here? Or... No, we down met here. Weatherspoons in Greenwich. Yeah. Oh, romantic story, eh? Every, yeah, yeah. Every, true man, every true romance starts with Weatherspoons, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, yeah, what happened was is our, our mates met on Tinder, actually. Oh, yeah. So we were both out with those mates. Oh, you, what, you, was you Gooseberries on the first date or...? No, no, they weren't. They weren't. They didn't. The, the two people that I met on Tinder didn't really want to. They didn't want to see each other that night. They were taking a break. No, no they weren't. No, 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 they weren't. You know when you know it's like oh, you got your. They mates, were a so girls' night mine. and a boys' night, but we happened to all be in the same place. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we ended up chatting, didn't we? And then we yeah, yeah, went no, on a date. Oh yeah, that Meg was was gonna, coming along, so I persuaded my mate to. Uh, let's just sharp there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went on a on a date. We went to. It was a show that was on at the time that was touring about. It was called Dialogue in the Dark. I don't know if you heard about it. No. It was mad. It was like that you went in and it was raising awareness about um, how people live if they're blind, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, the whole thing was like it was absolutely pitch black. Mm. I couldn't even explain how dark it was. The entire it was like a whole. It was like being in a film set. Like the first room we went in was a park and there were trees everywhere with a little lake and a bridge. But you couldn't see anything. You could literally fuck all. You couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. It was crazy. And there was this old lady. Well, I don't know why I assume she's old. I had no idea. I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> she felt wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> she had to hold your hand, like guide you around in this yeah. little thing, this group of people you'd never met before. Yeah, yeah. Show you how show you how you would get about. You know? Yeah. And was was that lady blind? Yeah, all of of the people that help are partially sighted or blind. Wow. Um, And 
you go around and you have to kind of try and do different things. So you had to try and cross the bridge or she'd say, can you come and meet me on this bench? And you'd have to find the bench. And I was walking around, like taking it really seriously. And I just had Kieran from the other side of the room. I'm gonna run really fast because it's dark. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I took it seriously. I took it seriously. No, you did. that did make me laugh. I, uh, I did have urges to run, see how far I could. See what, see what you hit. Get. <laughs> Yeah. It was crazy. Like, and then there was, there was a cafe, and you had to try and pay for something, and then you could eat it in the dark because that's going oh. to make loads of difference. Yeah. And, yeah, it and did it give fun. you, aside from the aesthetic side, did it give you a bigger appreciation of people who are partially sighted? Mm, yeah, spe- yeah, and especially as what we, of what we can do to make, like, you know, to like help, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially with like redesigning roads and yeah yeah, yeah. there was a lot about just like crossings and getting on a bus there was a part about how you could get on a bus how you can cross a road safely it was really really interesting they brought out another one actually that's about um deafness isn't it yeah 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 so that was how we met Mm -hmm. and what was your (laughs) arty background kieran my arty background is uh i or was it just that you met Meg and she's arty? I think it was that pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do so much going down rabbit holes since I was like a little kid when it comes to anything arty that I can pretty much blag my blag my artistic background, you know? There's nothing wrong with I that. A conversation, a very, I can have a conversation, it seems to work. I think you've dabbled in a lot of different things. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Screen printing, graphic design. Yeah, street Ooh, art. Street art. Pranks. <laughs> Mainly pranks. Uh, Anything, yeah. as long as it fits yeah. under the artistic yeah, umbrella. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that it was actually called like artistic intervention to to vandalise. <laughs> and pull a prank. And, put, and yeah, and, and try and pull off stunts in the Greggs. <laughs> you, you know? So when did you decide to, to create something arty between you? Um, yeah, so I suppose it kicked, it's, it began with, I put on a couple of shows, didn't I? Because I, it had been the first lockdown across the summer, which where we both really kind of started, well, I started to get back into like art then because I had time. Um, and then I decided I wanted to put exhibitions on. So I just started doing that in the, in the field across from my house during lockdown. And then we decided to do the sculpture part together. And then since then, it's been a collaboration, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, um, it's very cute. Uh, like the makings <laughs> of a movie. I just remembered. I asked Kieran. I wanted to make a wall, like a gallery wall, to put in the field, and I asked you to come along with me because I wanted to go and go and like have a look at sites and see what I could find in Skips to make <laughs> this wall out of. So we we took a door out of Skip, didn't we? Yeah, we found a door. Uh, yeah. Still wondering if it was, but anyway, it was an old door. It was <laughs> so we had that, and then that was when you started to be more involved in it, wasn't it? Yeah, when it yeah. I'm trying to envisage the field opposite your house. Is it just mm-hmm. I, I can just see like a, a a bit of wasteland opposite. So it's that there's a there's a there's a fruit orchard, and then behind it's that, a posh house you live in, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no council estate, is it? It's a it's an It's a fruit orchard, and then behind that is just like wasteland. 
Bexley being Heath or Village? Village. Okay. But um, yeah, it's like it's where my mum's family business used to be there, and then it's all been abandoned, and there's just like this dystopian wreckage of like sand graders and like weird machinery. Wow. Shipping containers and stuff and like oil tanks, things just like nice. that have been burnt out by kids and graffitied on and rusty. And it's a really cool site. Um, yeah, it's a large space. We went it's digging through space. it once and we found someone's wallet and shoes. It's a bit creepy. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a huge space, isn't it? But yeah, so there's the orchard and then there's the like wreckage behind, which is just the really cool backdrop for everything. And then like a field next to and, it. And you wanted to create an installation for that field? Yeah, we wanted to, it became like, it was so busy because there's a public footpath down my road that leads up onto the field. And um, it was so busy in the lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, all day, just people like in their masses backwards and forwards. And it just felt like the perfect place to put something up for people to look at. Yeah, and we knew so many people that were desperate to show, mm. like the exhibit, and they were a lot of people had so much time during obviously just being stuck indoors. You couldn't even go for a walk that was yeah. that was like longer than an hour. I mean, yeah. do you remember people feeling guilty about like if you'd already been outside once and you couldn't go outside again that day? Like no, it was exactly. just crazy that time. It was <laughs> just so well, like you're saying, the world was abiding pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, the nation yeah. rather. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we weren't even sure if we we could put the shows on mm -hmm. and and when we had the first sculpture show it was a huge a huge field and we had to have we had like 30 30 odd artists and we were we were making them come like two two at a time yeah. so they'd be Opposite ends of the like you know 12 acres away from each other in case like one of them <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it was just crazy thinking back but like yeah so we did we started off with a, we did three solo shows consecutively that were up for like a weekend each. And that was... Did it have the name of gallery number 32? Yeah, because you came up with that, didn't you? Because we got this door. That was, num that was number 32. <laughs> that was number yeah. 32, like well in High Street or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, so that's where it came from. But um, yes, yeah, so we did a few solo shows. I wonder if they're listening. <laughs> where's, my, where's my front door? Oh, God. Yeah, so it started with... My friend Lucy, who's shown with us a few times now, um, Alice Burnhope and uh, India, like I said, they were our first three. And then we did the big sculpture park. We just got a bit big for our boots. I thought it was going to be like a, I had a few names written down and then suddenly I was on like Google Sheets and spreadsheets and like mass email chains. Yeah, it soon grows, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And was that in the same field? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we've had 30, 30 odd. 30 odd artists. This was just in, we, we only had that in the meadow. In the orchard. The orchard. That's it, mm. the orchard. Now, for the next one, we're going to use the hot, pretty much half of the field as well, which is like six times the size. It's going nice. to be big. But it's really close to the station. It's only like, what, yeah. five minute walk from the, the Bexley station. The train. It's the, accessible. The train goes right, basically right across the field. So yeah, which is something we're really excited about this year because the, the field, there's the orchard and then the field next to it. The train goes past the field 
um, and you can see from the train anything that you put in that field you'll be able to see as you go nice yeah there'll be people will be commuting through an exhibition yeah (laughs) (laughs) and even if they even people having to drive there it's um it's it's, what three minutes from the the junction of the m2 of the a2 yeah yeah Yeah. really really close and there's loads of parking and things like that but yeah i can't wait for that that train that train journey when we do that that's going to look brilliant like with fred's work up there and stuff Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so what's you're, you're talking about a show you've got coming up what mm-hmm. what is it and where is it oh i know where it is but what <laughs> is it and what's its name so it's the the winter sculpture park again but it's nice. the second the second like second annual winter, annual sculpture, winter park. sculpture park that's it mm. yeah the first one had 30 about 30 artists this one's got 40 45 nice. i think yeah yeah maybe more mm. and how secure is the artwork in there so um we kind of yeah we ensure that artists we kind of discuss everyone's installation methods but it's like there's a lot of concrete involved things are put right in the floor but it's 24 7 access like we don't it's not manned and it's yeah that kind of thing but artists are aware of that when they come in and I think that's part of the fun of it yeah like people don't like it's like not being too precious about it and it's like giving things the way that people always say to us when I say to them, just so you're 100% sure you're putting this in a field, cementing it to the floor, it's going to get rained on, snowed on, it might get pissed on by a fox. Like, Already. just so you know. Or a drunkard. Yeah, or a exactly. Drunkard. Yeah, yeah. But like, everyone's always just kind of like, I want to surrender it to nature, let it go. Yeah. And that's part of the fun, I think. It adds a whole new dynamic to showing artwork. It's not in a clean room. It's literally in the mud. On one of your previous shows, Patrick Cohone had a um, ceramic camera there, didn't he? Yeah. 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 That was the, do you remember when we messaged him initially? That, yeah, that, that was, was so three. fun. That was great where that was. It was in a really good position. It was kind of on a branch. Yeah. So it just sway a little nice. bit in the wind, but it was very... It was one of the favourites, wasn't it? But, yeah, because like, yeah, we just came out of nowhere and messaged him, didn't we, and just said we be in our show and I think he probably thought who are you <laughs> but like it was great he sent us his work and it went up and we, he still shows with us now he's yeah. in the upcoming one. Great. yeah he's really? in the upcoming show yeah yeah, yeah. Patrick's great mm. so then what was the journey of Gary number 32 you so you come up with a title you had the first the first show and you had how many since then so we had the, we had <sighs> yeah. the free solo shows the sculpture winter sculpture park. park then we done solo series solo series which was what eight back-to-back shows. solo shows eight back-to-back two week long shows across four months yeah so is, is gallery number 32 always going to be an outside sculpture venue or is it a transient type gallery installed yeah. in elsewhere i think it will always <clears throat> always be here but i think we will We'll move around and like like the factory project will we'll go where we're invited mm. as well, you know. But I think it's what what we do here is only gonna grow. But I mean the main the, the main element is gonna be obviously the outdoor sculpture, no matter, no well, matter the what the main we do, you know? element we have, isn't it, is the main is that drive it's free. is free and accessible. Yeah. It's that we don't charge any submission fees, any application fees, no show fees, nothing like that. Um, it's completely free for artists so that we can provide a space because I mean it like I tried to put one show on when I was in Leeds 
and I it took me a year to find a venue that wasn't going to charge me extortionate amounts in the end I actually found a really cool charity called Skipco that work on meanwhile use um and I got a venue for free which was really nice but like it's just so expensive if anyone wants to put a show on anywhere yeah. at the moment and it just doesn't like you say if it's expensive it doesn't give room for failure doesn't give a chance for risk yeah yeah you know you don't know whether or not you should uh i think it stops people from feeling like you know put out if they put on an exhibition like their first, especially their first show for a lot of people and it's not uh there's so much to have to think about without having to find like a reliable space and come up with the funds you know mm. so it just makes it i think it makes it really accessible and it's, yeah. it's cool that it, it rose out of covid as well isn't it you you sort of half tried to to make a gallery experience during um during lockdown and yeah brilliantly well done thank yeah, exactly. you thank you but yeah no it would mean like what I loved about it was just that it gave this like we were spending so much time outside and I've never personally never had a big I've never been a huge fan of the whole indoor I don't know like artwork can just feel especially for sculpture I've always, I'm I used to sculpt as my practice but I've kind of left it behind a little bit but to kind of make something and then just put it in a empty room I just I'm, I'm with you I'm, I'm totally with you yeah and like or if I always had a weird issue like when I was back at um drawing school on my foundation year I always had this strange issue with the fact that they always used to want me to photograph my sculptures and submit that as my yeah. final work and I was like why <laughs> <laughs> why would I do that I don't understand why would I want to make a 3d to make it 2d Look, I do understand why some people do that but like my practice was to sculpt but yeah I just I think there's so much about a sculpture that it deserves to have like an interesting location. Well, it's a different yeah. world for a sculpture outside yeah, to inside, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it works well. And I think it's the challenge of adapting your work Yeah, has been something that a lot of our artists have found both, both quite challenging, but also like a good challenge. Like yeah, yeah. it forces you it's out beneficial. of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah makes you create things differently it makes you think differently you know yeah it's difficult it's really tricky to adapt your work from inside yeah, to outside quite quite a few of the artists that we've shown have um kind of gone on to do more artwork outside anyway away mm. from us after it yeah after because you know you, you learn to adapt and then you realize how how, how much more exciting it is to just because uh, even like we was talking just now about patrick's cctv cameras even though they yeah. obviously work well outside sticking it up yeah. a tree takes it out of its normal visual environment and just slaps it somewhere else altogether doesn't it yeah yeah that was so brilliant as well though because i think people feel like when they're in like a field or something like that you feel like you're not being watched by yeah like security things like that but then there was this huge camera as soon as you walked in like through the fence so yeah, it was yeah. great people loved that people love patrick's work yeah. if you if show. you and if you were still at the door that we have in the field there's like the the starting place of the of the exhibitions we had on mm. the camera was pointing right on you as you, yeah. as you approached the door yeah it was so great. it really it really worked in the spot like, and then it worked well because then we had advertisers joy diversion sign as well it just still felt felt he's very... good stuff as well isn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was um that, that's for me as well like 
um, being able to like interact with artists like that is is amazing because especially with like subvertiser, I think with everything like most of the artwork I've been interested in, um, I kind of found through that kind of artwork, like that kind of subversive yeah, yeah, art. Yeah. Like when I was when I, I think when I first got on the computer, you know, I knew I was I knew I liked art, but then I, I found like you know real real subversive stuff real interesting yeah 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 out there stuff you know like that like him changing billboards and brilliant isn't it this is what i like you knew of lee ainsworth's um collaboration with dr yeah. D, didn't you yeah 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 the mirable one that's great superb yeah, yeah. yeah then we we move on to between frames mm. which was i know you mentioned the earlier the factory project how did that come about for a, a newly formed transient outside gallery? Um, well, I think Philip and Stavry, who ran the factory project, I think they found us through Catriona Robertson. Yeah, when she, when she showed at the Winter Sculpture Park. They popped down and saw her work. Nice. Because um, we, did, yeah, we didn't realise until we went back over some of like, the, the photos we had in our tagged. No, it yeah, they were from him. I think from, Nicholas, from them, they? From it Nick. was Nicholas that took the Nick that took the photos of the show. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think so. It was, yeah. yeah. We hadn't really realised. But that. um yeah, so then they contacted us and said, We've got a proposal for you guys. Can we give you a call? Mm. Um and yeah, they rang and said, We've got this huge factory space. Can you come down on this day and have a look? We'd love for you to uh work with the outdoor space. Um they were looking for it because they were because the outdoor space at the factory project was enormous massive wasn't it so big and i think it's not to yeah but i think it's quite rare to find people that will work kind of on the in a, outdoors in that yeah. kind of environment um so they wanted us they wanted us to collaborate on that which was brilliant yeah. it was a great opportunity uh, and yeah great show overall it was and how long awesome. was it before you come up with the idea for well could you explain the idea the doors, so we, I think we came up with the idea for the doors like quite quite a while before they approached us. And we just, we'd, I'd spent a lot of time working out how I was going to make it happen on the field, especially to have doors standing upright in like mud, mud, <laughs> muddy grass, you know. It was quite, it's quite hard to even get like the smallest of sculptures to stay up in it. Yeah. Um, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. So then I was like, oh, maybe we'll have to go indoors for this show, you know? Because I like the idea, I'd like the, I'd like, I'd like to the idea of the concept, especially around like, um, it was still COVID time and everyone was like behind the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, everyone is now, that is, that represents people in their own little universe, in their own little spaces, you know, we're kind of just, all kind of just moving around, mm. around that kind of. What was that? It was that, um. Oh, there's that phrase that everyone always rolls their eyes the, at. The liminal valve. Liminal, you're in the liminal, the yeah. liminal space in the, the liminal, liminal valve. In the liminal space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever you say that to anyone, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, GGR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was in that weird pause time moment when you were walking between scenes, you know, you were between moments. We were stuck in this kind of strange. I don't want to say purgatory because some people actually really enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> it was that weird paused life. So yeah, yeah. It came from that a little bit, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So there was quite a few like opportunities that we could see, and before I thought maybe we'd go indoors for it, but I didn't really want to. And then Fulton Stabbery come along, and that sounded really exciting, and they were really like positive about it. So we went down there, down to the factory. Still unsure about what we were going to do if we were going to do that show. And I thought, you know, this isn't. There's a huge indoor space here. We could do it here, uh, but then, I mean, obviously they they wanted us to go outside, and we thought it was probably it was a good idea to show people what we did because mm. we don't do outside yeah, shows. Yeah, and it would have been thought, almost a shame to bring it inside, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. And so it would work. Different, though, wouldn't it? Working yeah. on set concrete floor rather than a, like it, mud. It was the perfect perfect medium. Like perfect, it was like a happy, happy middle of it. Yeah. Not, not having to it was outside yet still industrious, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And still, yeah. there was still like somewhere to to prop those doors up. Yeah. Even if it took a week. And how many off. artists did you have? Oh, I can't remember. 15, 16, 17, something like that. Something in that realm. You had some good names there as well, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and in in, in such a short time to get some some great work on the go it's yeah it's testament to you well done thank, thank you. you and then the artists really they the doors were amazing that, yeah they? yeah yeah such a short period of time as well especially with us having to deliver the doors Pick to quite up. a few people and find the doors as well yeah but we realized so, there were so many doors everyone was getting their doors changed during covid <laughs> <laughs> Then we thought we wouldn't be able to find enough doors, and then we had an absolutely sh- just a silly amount of doors so that doors. we collected. We got a bit obsessed. The thing we had in the back of our head was that kind of <clears throat> postcard idea where you give everyone the same shape thing yeah. and see what happens. And I mean, the differences we got, I mean, like Lucy, who we mentioned earlier, Lucy Faherty, she turned her doors into blocks people didn't even believe they were, that they were, they were brilliant column. they were Wasn't so that good 
Mm. And like, they, people and it was still recognisably a door, wasn't it? Yeah, they were great. But then like some people kept it quite solidly like a door, like Edie's, Edie Baker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Carrie's. Hers was quite door-like. Yeah, it was quite good for like artists like Edie, who's like a collage, collagist, is it? Collage, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so then take take her practice and have to apply it to a, yeah. a door that she found in a scrapyard, you know? Yeah. Mm. So is that same same with uh, Carrie having to take the fact that she makes she makes ceramics. Well, yeah, ceramics and mosaics. <laughs> covers her whole And house. she had to like fire a whole door in a in a. Yeah, a wooden door as well. That's, door. that's Carrie Reichart you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that Carrie one. so much. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was really cool to go and see her house as well. It's yeah, great. Loved it. It's exactly what we want. It's that exact exactly the kind of uh, artist we want to show and see, you know. I just remember when she said she messaged me and said, oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to come down and pick my door. Do you think you can drop it off? I was like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, yes, I can. I oh, all right then. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it Isn't it, isn't it the most beautiful yeah, house? I was in awe. But yeah, so you kept a hold of the doors and are you going to show that again elsewhere? That was the plan, wasn't it? Yeah. But life threw up in our face a little bit over the past few months. We're just getting it back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is the yeah. plan, isn't it? To, uh, to show that again. And maybe even again. if we, we will continue it, to still be able to show like that those doors with some new doors, you know? Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a larger space or want to do some sort of like retrospective show in 10 years time we have 400 doors in the back garden Great. <laughs> i mean we've, we've covered most of the questions that i generally ask each artist anyway but um one of the main ones for a gallerist i always like to ask is if there was you guys and five other artists past and present what would your ideal show be oh my goodness that feels like a question that i could have prepared for <laughs> What do you think? What be the ideal gallery number 32 show? I mean, five each even. I don't know, you know, it's hard for me, I'm not- It's I'm as not... if you're both looking at exactly the same spot <laughs> up, on the, up on the ceiling there. That's where, they, That's where the notes are. It's where the, book, <laughs> it's where, it's where the bookcase is. It's where the bookcase is. Nah. So we left the good. That's open. good, because I thought you was both hearing voices then. It was a bit- <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I wanna, I wanna say obviously some of the some of the artists that I've always been a fan of since I was a kid would be great. But I'm actually, realistically, like we show, like I think we show some some great artists anyway. And it's really nice to like learn, learn more about them when you okay. show them. Um, same with like like Ben Ben Wakelin. Oh, yeah, I love Ben. Yeah, he's an artist. <laughs> It's really good, yeah. It's really great. So definitely, he'd be he'd be one of them because, and I think it's kind of like that, you know. Um, but I feel if like we had we've to just do, discovered so many cool yeah, people, it's, yeah, there's just it's so the same, much. Yeah, with most of the artists we show, and that's why we show, and that's that's the beauty of this. I feel like we are doing that. We are being able to put on these shows with these artists we find, and they're also like open to it as well, you know. And we can we're putting yeah. on we're putting on our dream exhibitions. Catriona, like she's always got a place in our uh -huh. shows. She's great. She always brings something new as well. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Um, 
but yeah, I feel that. So much. I mean, I've always, oh, I don't know, my head's just full of Yorkshire Sculpture Park now, but like, yeah. it's been so, I've been obsessed with Henry Moore since I was a young child and used to sit in that room in the Tate Britain all the time. And I used to just, I used to find that really calming. The guy from Farnham Sculpture Park, remember with all the skeletons doing like weird stuff. Oh yeah, he's great. He's, he's great. great. I can't remember his name though. Oh, I like the Mutoid, the Mutoid Waste Company as well, like Joe Rush oh, yeah. and yeah. Giles Walker. That that yeah, that kind of stuff. That whole group amazing. Uh-huh. Well, just before we started this podcast, we were speaking of Giles Walker's monster up in Leeds. Do you yeah. think that had um could that work? I'm not sure his work could work outside, but um because of the mechanical elements. But yeah, no, that would, if, imagine that, that would be amazing. That would be incredible. I think he'd bring something to it. He's like something special. Yeah, exactly. he's, he's very different from Mutoid Waste, isn't it? Yeah. He's, obviously, they're of the same, that, you know, they've got the same foundations and they, they grew up with each other. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's very, it's very different. Yeah, and Joe Rush is, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the fucking legend of, yeah. of waste art, isn't he? Mm. Oh, I think we'd have to include sorry, jumping back we'd have to include Luap's giant pink bear that we want to put in the field I think that'd be great yeah that'd be a good one he's good, isn't he? Mm-hmm. did you go to his show that was on just after or during yours? we were about we were going to go but uh, it was yeah it was during that period where it was just a bit tough to Tough to get to things like that, unfortunately. But well, at that time that we're talking about, which was, was it the start of October? Yeah. Yeah. There was so much going on that week, wasn't there? Or that fortnight, rather. Yeah. yeah it was I mean, quite bonkers, that fortnight, wasn't it? Yeah, we had to deinstall. We had so much going on at that point. Um, but yeah. We'd love to have been there. Though. Oh, we, really, it... we were actually on our way there, but... We had to turn back, unfortunately. But it was... Yeah. I, I was really sad we missed it. I mean, didn't he have... Um, were you there? Did you go? No, I wasn't able to get there myself. Yeah. No, because I saw a yeah, picture. He sent me little cocktails pink, and yeah, little pink teddy bears on his on his cocktails. <laughs> He's so good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's really well curated, uh, curated as well. Yeah, yeah. And and do you know him, say? Well, we know from yes. from Art in the Age of Now. Yeah, we've never met, but we we've now we've seen a few few. Oh, movies. she's so, so good. Curated. Yeah, they're mm. great. Amazing. Yeah. It's cool. We'll, I feel like we're going to meet these people soon as well. Yeah. Well, once things start opening up and moving again, then you know it's only a it's only a show away, isn't it? You know, you attend a show and then you know it's it's not hard to get to know these people, is it? Once once the world opens up again. We're, we're exactly. All, we're in the same circles. We're right? all friends through uh, Instagram. <laughs> so your your next show, your next opening, when? When is it the winter sculpture park? So it'll open on the 26th of February. With a little party. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, so that and that's the 40, 45 artists at the moment. Um, across four acres we're looking at right now, aren't we? Nice. So it's a big space. So there's enough space for each artwork to breathe. It's gonna be really, really, really lovely, I think. Um, so yeah, 26th of Feb. And it's free. It's free. Yeah, oh, that one, that oh. one, how long was that? A month and a half? We extended it, isn't it? Because yeah. we had it set for a month. And then after the epic installation period of 35 artists in like the rain and cold, we and the snow. 
yeah we we uh extended it for about two, two and a bit months i think which was really really good we got snow the pictures were beautiful and it, yeah it was amazing Brilliant. so this year's i can't wait i think it's going to be really good and that one's set to be nine weeks at the moment and are you able to say who's in the show and what they've submitted yeah we can um I suppose one of the main things that we do with our shows is try and connect our artists and kind of build a network across the different shows that we have. Yeah. Um, so we've got quite a lot of returning artists this year that kind of, that are building this creative community within Bexley that doesn't really exist yet. But then we're trying to, we're bringing in a lot of new artists as well. So by having both in the show, we're able to connect everyone and build that, keep yeah. expanding this network that we're making. Plus they can, you know, they can learn from, each other yeah exactly the mm. uh the triumphs and the yeah. mistakes of last year you know exactly <laughs> we're all in one big group chat discussing the, the, the twos and two, pros and cons but, um and yeah. the different things you have to tackle but yeah some of our returning artists um we've got patrick colhoun um always good he's been at the sculpture part before and worked with yourself and us at the factory um along with lucy faherty and jesse tadini rybolt they were all at um all at the factory as well and they've shown with us before some of our sculpture park artists from last year are coming back um james cross who had giant pink legs that was one of my favorites from last year. <laughs> he's coming back um and erica who's done it erica trotzig she's done a few shows with yeah. us now um catriona robertson um big name at the moment isn't she mm. uh yeah she's coming back with some new work which is quite yeah quite exciting yeah, we've also just released the print series with Patriona as well, which is really fun. Um, it's of her worm. It's a picture of it at the uh, yeah. Scotch Park last year in the snow. It's yeah. lovely. Well, it's always a good thing for artists to, to be able to go into a sculpture park because even if they, they're using a sculpture that's already been shown inside, mm. putting it in a completely different environment gives it a whole new narrative as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh-huh. And I think, like, we, we spoke about... Um, Earlier, we spoke about the um, idea of taking a photo of a sculpture and what difference that makes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that we've done that and then we're going to sell it. It's going as a, out as a print. Yeah. But nice. it still has such an essence. And Catriona herself makes some prints as well. In her last show, she had some prints, I think, didn't she? Right, yeah. Um, so it's interesting because she's kind of moving between this whole 2D, 3D thing. Yeah, it's nice. yeah sorry, that was me interrupting. Um, yeah. yeah, who else have you got there? No, yeah, that's um, we've got a really fun one actually. We've got um, an artist that's putting a work in that's going to stay for a year in resident at the gallery. Nice. Um, because she's called Tara Chad. Um, she's a Chilean artist. Um, and she's bringing this really cool, like I think it's like iron, some kind of metal sculpture that's going to be installed at the back of the gallery space um for about a year. Um. It's really cool. It's like a half sinking origami boat. Nice. And there's these like black crows that yeah, look down yeah. there. It's really cool. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, yeah, and then we've got some new sculpture sculptures that are coming along, which should be really good. We've got some of your favourites as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> your favourites, Kieran. My favourites, Philip Philip Michael Wolfson, who uh, when he he showed he, there was like these sheep. I'm not sure what they're made of. What they made they're of. like they're, they're, I think they're metal, and it's like a there's a armature underneath, and then this big like sheet. 
that makes that it's really cool. Mm, yeah, they look like sheep, and I think they'll do really well in the field. I think people are going to yeah, be quite nice. mm. especially going past on the trains as well. I think that will uh, that will draw the crowd in. We when we went to the Art Hub Studios last year, there was an artist called Frederick Vermin. I'm sure that's his real name. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, and he done this huge like wooden. Uh, this ain't enough in his style, which I'd seen all over Deptford anyway, in like stickers that he yeah. kind of slaps up everywhere. And um, we just got speaking to him, and he he was really interested in showing with us. And yeah, so he's going to bring a bring a piece that billboard style to, yeah, as well. Like and huge, it's going to be really good. A nice. huge billboard. It's kind of kind of that yeah that mm. style, and that's going to be really good. That'd be really yeah. Uh, are you you've mentioned a couple of times about the people going past on the train? Mm. Yeah. Are you going to position any where they benefit the people on the train? Yeah, I think that's so. Hard. I think there'll be there'll be one or two works. I think that that's what we'll do. You know, the rest they're gonna the rest will be from almost from the angle of when you enter the park. Yeah. So you'll see them in the distance. It will get people to like. There's a main path going through the space, and there's loads of tiny little desire paths. Nice. And the aim is kind of to get people to to follow the desire paths rather than the main path. Yeah. And uh, so I think that the aim of the curation is is to to work on that. But there will be a few that I think will work really well for the train and even for people coming to see the show. Yeah, it won't detract any for the people in in the space. It will yeah. just benefit more of those on the train going past. Yeah, and nine out of ten people that come to the show will come on the train anyway. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the easiest way. I have also way, got yeah. like this weird image of us during the installation, just like getting on the train to check it's in the right place. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll be doing that all day. Moving long. me like, no, move it over a meter. I'm gonna get the train. Yeah, pulling <laughs> pulling the emergency handle so it stops, <laughs> so you can get the optimum view. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, we're, I think Fredericks especially, especially is gonna like really be part of that. Hmm. Um, yeah, we want to play with it a bit. Where we do can. you know an artist called Jonathan Parsons? I don't think so. A couple of years ago, he'd done works that were in a field that were aimed towards the passing train. Oh wow! Okay, we'll look at yeah, So, so it wasn't a sculpture park as such. He'd he'd yeah. just put these works in a field. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was very good. I think the aim the aim of the sculpture park in the first place was to kind of present people that were just going for a walk or were just yeah. commuting with artwork, mm. you know, to kind of, you know, throw it in their face. A little. And I feel like this part footpath just, it connects a lot of areas and it's just like everyone, everyone goes that, like, especially in last lockdown, it was like the place that everybody went to. Yeah. It's just like the footpath, it's the walk in Bexley, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone does. So you kind of get, like so people tend to ask us when they're like thinking about showing with us they always ask us what the general like day-to-day -day football is and like it's just it's it hard depends. to answer like depends if it's yeah. raining exactly <clears throat> it depends if it's raining but also you just get like such a varied group of people like you get like walking groups you get school trips marching through you get people that like, you, know, you know what i mean but then you yeah. also do get people that come in here on purpose of course but like as you say one of the main names was sort of disrupt yeah a lot of the London in a friendly walks, way in a friendly way <laughs> <laughs> but um, you had all the all the um, proposals in now yeah. yeah yeah there's still a few there's still like a couple of people that are contemplating the last minute there's a couple of people that have contacted us last minute mm. who are really quite excited i think to work with so we might try and fit them in i don't know if we we have like the time or 
Or nice. it would be better just to give them a, a show after. Because there'll be lots of, like, so, there'll be a solo series again, hopefully. Nice. We'll just do an open call for artists to come and just do just their work exclusively. Yeah, throughout the summer. And, like, four, how many artists have we got on this now? Like, 45? 40, so a lot. 43, but two uh, collaborative groups. There's um, right. Dolly Yolly and then Emma Mano Epps and JOT Bowani. Yeah. They're collabs. So, uh, so I think 40. Yeah, we've oh, got a, the maths. There's, there's, uh, 45, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of space to use, but we don't want it to be, um, you know, compact, too compact. Yeah, it's nice to have the area itself, and then discover a work a, a, a while away from a from yeah. another, isn't it? You know, where you, especially when you've got the capability to be able to do that, it's nice to just remember the environment you're in for a few moments yeah. before another artwork pops up. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I think anyway. We are try- going to signpost the show this year, but we also do. You, there is that element of when people aren't necessarily looking for it, they're not going to see the signs anyway, but they'll yeah. find it. And um, that's half of it, really, isn't it? Well, discovering it. Discovering it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people, We've got some especially really cool with James Cross's last year. Yeah, we do. But James Cross's last year with those giant pink wooden legs, they were absolutely huge. I reckon that was about nine foot. You just come around the corner and just see that. <laughs> like a foot the size of like two heads. And I think that's the that's the trick with us kind of curating it around those desire paths that people don't really follow. I think the ones that are up there that are the faintest, I think we'll uh, we'll focus on the most. The little fox paths, the little fox paths, you know. So people like really have to stray from You're the like gonna foxes protesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gentrification. <laughs> and are you putting money near yourselves? We haven't this year, have we? No, I don't yeah. We did last year. Um, but I think this year, in a lot of ways, we're just too busy. <laughs> but it's quite nice to just like have everyone like be hosting the show for everyone else. I quite, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um I think it's good to focus on that. And when is it? What, what is the date of it? Uh, the opening is the 26th of February um, and we're, doing, we're, we're ticketing that. Um, free tickets, but just ticketing it through our website. Um, and it's and mainly it's, so we can send people the map as well because yeah, we want to do it digitally. And the programme. And then yeah. the, um, it's open for nine weeks, so it's closing on the 30th of April. And I think with like the same with last year's one. The momentum will build during the show rather than like through any yeah. promotion that like, we can promote as much as we want in the start. I mean, but it's the doing real, pretty well already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, real, the real interest comes with once people have seen it and it's all word of mouth, you know, and I yeah. think that's kind of what what we want, like mm. organic, an organic following. Brilliant. If there's one sentence that could sum up what you want to say about gallery number 32, what would that be? Uh, it would be promoting creative exchange. And whether or not that's a just like a conversation with an artist or or another curator or another gallery, I mean that's kind of how it's been the whole since the start, and that's how that's how we've progressed just by talking to people, finding new artists, hearing new stories, learning lessons, and so I think that promoting creative exchange is our most the sharing the love. Yes, mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. And for where people can find any information on Gallery Number 32, be it social media or website, where can mm-hmm. they find you? We have both. We yeah, have, uh... so our website is gallerynumber32.co.uk. N-O-3-2, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're doing one each. Um, 
and our social media our instagram is at gallery underscore no.32 worth a follow some good perfect you can, <laughs> if you go to our website you can find i can't remember what the twitter is and the linkedin and the facebook we've got it's all, all there but if you go on the website gallery number 32.co.uk you can you can find them all and it's Perfect. a really it's a really good website <laughs> and <laughs> and the show itself just go to google maps and it'll take you directly yeah, there google, exactly. Ma- google maps gallery number 32 maybe put bexley in no it comes up it comes oh, yeah up. our seo is a great as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marketing hat on there yeah yeah um yeah and the war yeah the beautiful website as well is that it's, it will have a war open calls on it and our you know, our opportunities to yeah. show with us and all that sort of stuff will be on there. Well, I'm going to shoot, let you get back to it. Thank you for your time. All the best. All the best. Yeah. And I'll speak to you soon. This is always hard, but you say goodbye, then you've got a couple of seconds before you actually fuck off. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast or even giving us a positive shout-out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta-da. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.